Welcome back to the playoff edition of Battle of the Sexes podcast. I'm your host, the Homeboys, brought to you with my co-host, Southern Sassafras and Mortal Kombat. Hey, y'all. What's up? Playoffs. Playoffs week. It's finally here, which kind of has me sad and happy at the same time. So I'm happy because I'm in the playoffs, but I'm sad because that means football is coming to an end. So I don't know what I'm going to do on Sundays when I can't watch football. Yeah, I mean, I, I miss the weeks leading up to it where it's like, oh, what am I going to do in this draft? So you're planning out your positions and stuff, and now it's it was all for this. And <laughs> Three more weeks of regular season and then the playoffs. Um, so, you know, we got maybe like a month and a half left of football or so. Yep. But it's, it's winding down. NFL is getting narrower and narrower to knowing who's going to be in their playoffs. And we already know who's in our playoffs. So this week, we're going to start with going through real quickly just who won, who lost last week, and give you guys that quick highlight, and then we'll move um, we'll move to this preview of what we expect this week and who's playing each other. Last week, we're going to start with Bald Eagle getting beat by I Pity the Fool, which he kind of needed to win to give Dak the chance to get that bye week, right? We talked about that last week. So had Bald Eagle pulled it off, he would have gave Dak to the Future a bye week. I think Dak almost lost, almost was to the point where he was going to lose. He did, and we'll um, get into that one for sure. <laughs> right? Yeah. So I mean that that was that was very close. Like he kind of he he got lucky that he got that. I mean it didn't matter. It didn't change position for him regardless. Even if he would have lost, uh, he still would have been in that third place position. Kyler Murray tore his ACL, unfortunately. So that that was that was a rough go for him. What else? Girls rule beat food chubs, which really wasn't like I don't think it was a shock. Not surprising. It mattered really. So yeah, food chubs actually put up a decent amount of points, but you know, girls rules rolling. So yeah, did he actually play for starters? Nope, he didn't even play starters. He played two people on bye week, and he still put up 147 points. So that shows you if he would have actually played against his team this week this year, he probably would have uh, done well. He he probably would have been a playoff contender. I don't really go back and look at it, but right, he definitely had a lot of weeks where he scared a lot of people. And if he would have uh, been paying attention or through a couple other people in there, and then he probably would have probably would have beat a lot more people. Agreed. And and this year, I mean, you only he only needed three more wins, <laughs> and he he could have been in the playoffs. Yes, I think um, it looks like Girls Roy had quite a bit of points on the bench as well so she she left some some points on the table so she could have put up even more than that but i came in just right behind her at 171 points to beat my beautiful wife mm, wow, so wow. sorry but i am glad i'm in the playoffs so i think this is the first playoffs i've been in in like you know 30 years or so <laughs> <laughs> yeah since good. pretty much the league started i believe love yeah. that you're finally made it so i'm happy for you uh, my the, team had uh, just came crashing down, you know, cups still out. So I didn't have a chance to win. So I'm glad that you can kind of get those um, high point games throughout the year. So, you know, I think you have a good shot. I'm glad that you made it. If I had to lose anybody, I'm glad it was you. Oh, thanks. I appreciate that. Look at that. Is, that's Look at that right sportsmanship there. <laughs> right there. I like it. It was, it was pretty much 
um, one-sided as far as point-wise. Like, unfortunately. Uh, <laughs> okay, easy now. <laughs> <laughs> well, I, am still I mean, here. it just, uh, <laughs> you know, your team just unfortunately just didn't bring what they needed yeah. to you went to the table. You're both running backs at three points is, mm -hmm. is rough. So, I mean, I had Jeff Wilson at 26. I just had McGaffrey go freaking beast mode again on Tampa Bay, which, man, Tampa Bay, they're – they're just they're slipping yeah. a little bit here. It's rough. Yeah, I think they're still at the top of their division, which is crazy to me. We won't talk more about that because that's another sad spot. But we can talk about Portal Combat's victory real quick. Heck yeah. Heck <laughs> yeah, we can. Okay, and then Uh This was another matchup that was, you know, six and seven, and it was whoever won that battle would probably be in the playoffs. I mean, I handled business pretty early. It... It wasn't, it got closer, but I mean, it was never, never too close. Uh, there was a bunch of, bunch of players that K&N had in that didn't really put up much. I had a couple, but the, the, most of the people I had in did do pretty well. So and she didn't leave any point, like she didn't leave anything really on the bench. No. She had a couple, she had bye week, something that sucks to have right before the playoffs, which Yep. Shame on the NFL for having a bye week and then in week 14. Agreed. Makes it makes it rough when you're trying to get into your fantasy playoffs, but yeah, I mean like Isaiah Spiller and then DJ Moore giving her, you know, not even one point each really impacted her. And then one of her wide receivers only getting four point four points. Yeah, Mr. Consistent over there, man. Pro projection wise, it would uh, you know, you guys were seven points off, but clearly that didn't pan out and you really just uh prevailed which is good that's how i've been rolling i mean i'm i'm here for you when you have a bad week i am gonna be <laughs> you can't <laughs> you can't come over here and not not at least perform yeah so. you're, you're in that you've been consistently putting up in that 140 range i think too right yeah so. yeah that's pretty much right i just did it every week so i yeah, just like, no better no worse crossed, just yeah. right there hopefully you get the crossed, person nobody gets the on the row week. week on me right exactly well, congratulations. Moving on to the playoffs, sir. Squeeze in at that sixth ranked position. Um, and then Minchie's Minions. Man, I hate to tell you, buddy. You got, you're going to be wearing a shirt. Because um, <laughs> original RBD, who's I'm playing this week, and it's kind of terrifying. Um, you know, put up the 140 points right around where you're at, actually, Darren. So, right. Um, you know, very similar in the point scale overall. And same thing, because this is the team, right? nobody necessarily blew up or ridiculous i mean jamar chase 27 but that was the high points on his team he looked uh he looked good looked solid i was talking to him this week and uh yeah we're we're pretty much a 50 50 split and we'll talk about that here pretty shortly about um where we're at so that breaks down you know what went on last week what needed to happen oh, oh i'm sorry let me talk about uh one to a hill and back to the future so um we kind of i kind of touched on it a little bit a second ago but um if one to a hill would have been in, it would have been very close to see who would have got in between Colin and I. I was unfortunately rooting very hard for Dak Tiffy should have <laughs> win, even though even though now I have to beat him this week. But I mean, one to hill, what bad luck! Of course, anyone with Murray this week, it was it was pretty sad. But you know, uh, the benchiest player of the week, Jared Judy. I mean. Get him in there. Put him in. He played. He started four wide receivers. If one two hill would have started him over any of them, he would have won this game. 
even with Kyler Murray going out wow. on the third play of the game. Man, I mean, 30, hurt, 33 definitely points. Definitely had a chance, yeah. Yeah, man, that's that's a fluke, dude. Like, it I is. Mean, well, that he much hasn't done anything all sure. year. But still, he. I mean, even with even with that, three touchdowns of, for only seventy three yards. I mean, if, if Kyler Murray hadn't gotten hurt, I mean, I think it would have been very game, close. Even with Jared Judy out, right? Mm-hmm. But like, yep. if he would have played him over any of these wide receivers and got half of those points, it would have helped a lot. So, yeah. Unfortunately, now he's going to be playing a to- in the in the in the in the, in loser the toilet bracket. bowl with me. Yeah, in the toilet bowl down there. That's and right. uh, now he's going to have to find a new quarterback, which sounds like Back to the Future is too. So I'm scooping up all the quarterbacks and I'm putting them all on my roster and I'm <laughs> just going to set on nothing but quarterbacks. That's what I was say. Back to the Future has already, <laughs> already moved on to, to okay. his. If you're listening and you need Excellent. a quarterback, you might want to pick one up. There's, there's some trade. streaming options out there. I saw some this week. They're not, not It's not too bad out there. Quarterbacks are one of those things that there's only 12 teams. So, you know, you can only have so many quarterbacks, essentially. I'll help you out. I dropped the one. <laughs> There you one. go. <laughs> so both of you guys have in maybe in different leagues, but you both have been in that position where you've had a bye week, right? Going into the playoffs. Rather, it it doesn't matter if it's in the top bracket, bottom bracket. Do you guys prefer having the bye week, or would you rather just like continually to like kind of stay diligent and like picking up players, or does it kind of slack you off whenever you have a bye week? Well, it depends. If I'm in the bottom, it doesn't matter either way, right? So if I'm in the bottom, I'm just like, yeah, it's fine. And then I'm slacking off anyway, right? Honestly, if I don't make the playoffs, I just sort of, I'll still set my lineup, but I'm not trying as hard. I'm not going to look at waiver wires. Whoever's on my bench is probably who I'm going to put in unless they're like negative points or out or something. I'm going to make sure they have points, but I'm not going to be as diligent. And then I think it's just, if you're on the top, it's sort of like a privilege. Like you, it's, um, you did well and you scored those points. You kind of earned that. So you get to just kind of take a breather and just look at everybody else, you know, and just enjoy the football game. Not like looking like, Hey, I really need you you to throw it at this person, or I need you to give me some yardage. You know, you're more just, uh, as a fan at that point, just enjoying it. I I agree. But I would say going back to back from going from having a bye week last year to to go into this year this year i feel way more locked in this year that i have to play because i'm like i feel like every week is my championship now all right <laughs> this is the only way to make it to the championship at the end and when i had the bye week i was like obviously i did something right to get here <laughs> like i'm not gonna go around changing up a whole bunch of stuff this late in the game i, I mean, see so you don't like second guess yourself right you're like i'm just gonna roll roll with what i got yeah, you're not you're not that worried about it as much. Not to say that that I mean that was probably just I'm not saying everybody acts like that when they have the bye week, but it's kind of hard not to. You know, you don't mess too much with the thing that's going good. So I'm always interested and I kind of feel the same way you guys do when it comes to that like I don't necessarily like having a bye week. I mean, I know why the NFL does it right just to to you know, you actually get a physically set players, right? And they get healthy and stuff like that. But like, as far as, play, as far as a fantasy playoff, it doesn't really have as much effect, you know, physically on us. But emotionally, you could just kind of check out for the week because you're like, oh, I got to buy. Well, you might miss a big pickup, right? Like somebody that you really need or maybe a handcuff to somebody that you got hurt that you didn't realize got hurt because you're not really paying attention. So I could see both arguments of, yeah, it's nice to kind of chill, but at the same time, like you still have to stay 
on top of your team. Yeah, and I would say it's more of um, it's really more of a way of fighting to make sure you're guaranteed to get to that next week. Because it's like every other week, it's like you're fighting so hard for every weekend. It's like, wow. At, when you get into the picture of, oh, I can fight for this bye week, you're like, oh, I want that just so I don't have to fight so hard this week to even worry about it right you're automatically moving to the next round right yeah yeah and then you can really look ahead right if you're talking about picking up people and things like that you can really be like oh well in two weeks this defense might be the number one you know like you could really get into some strategy of of that as well darren's pro tip slash regret of the week is uh (laughs) But last year he may not have done that i didn't do but, that enough last year that's yeah so this week if you got the bye week hey go out there and prep ahead i so i'm always looking to like improve the league you know so kind of like change things make things better like more fun right keep people engaged would you guys rather continue to keep doing the bye week or have eight man hit playoff eight man playoffs oh that's a tough one keep the competition um, going till the end i hear you i think Personally, I would keep the bye weeks only because eight man playoffs with single elimination. Uh-huh. I don't know that that's pretty rough. That that makes it feel very like oh, I just gotta get top eight, which feels. I I I would you know some of us could probably go on autopilot it, to get top eight and um. And then once you get there, it's I like, mean, you oh. say that, but look how close our league well, was this year. You can't go. Oh, I get it, but that's but that's what made that's what made this year so great. So many people were on that cutoff, and if it was just top eight versus versus top six, may not have been as much drama. Yeah, I can see that. I see yeah, what you're saying. the drama would not have been as crazy. I wouldn't have cared who this was. This is one of the rare times where like I'm looking at other matches and depending on how they turn out makes it, you know, where I end up in the playoffs. So I was watching everything versus if it was top eight, I would be like, it really doesn't at this point in the year. It was locked for the most part. It would have been locked your top eight. Not completely, but you definitely could have had a lot more people checked out. Yeah. So every so like for those of you guys listening to the podcast, just think about that. Like, do you like that idea? Do you not like that idea? Like I'm I'm up for changing or or shaking things up if we if it's a consensus thing. So that's just something I thought about as we were talking there. So let's talk this week. We know who has the bye weeks, right? So girls roll fins or girls roll fins for life, and I pity the fool are both on bye. Uh, they're hanging out, in Hawaii, doing whatever they're doing, you know, relaxing, kicking the feet back. While everybody else. <laughs> yeah, enjoying. Everybody's the down in the everybody's out in the down in the mud, beating each other up. So, um. So you got original RBD and myself. We have um, two competing quarterbacks in the same game. So that's interesting. So he pointed that out to me, which I didn't realize until he pointed it out, that he has Justin Fields and I have Jalen Hurts. So both great quarterbacks, both mobile quarterbacks, and they're playing each other. So I feel feel like that's going to be a very high-scoring game. Um, It could be kind of a low-scoring. Both defenses aren't bad, but I think that it's going to be more high. I think it's going to be more of an air raid type game between the two of them they're both or they're on their third feet we also have the same defensive players well different positions but this on the same team that are playing against each other as well it's it's kind of interesting there's a couple similar similarities um me versus him that they could they kind of kind of play off each other a little bit 
if Kansas City's defense does really good, both of us probably have points when it comes to that. And if it doesn't, then we probably won't have points. It is it is going to be a very interesting week for the two of us. I, I feel confident in my team. I still think they're going to do great. Um, as we speak right now, Christian McCaffrey already has six points. Mm-hmm. Or uh, 20 minutes into the game. So I'm happy about that. Look it up. My my projection's already going up. I know that he looks, feels confident on his team as well. So he's got a solid team. And I think both of us know that it's going to be a, it's probably going to be a knockdown drag out until the very end. We all know projections don't matter. So yeah, it was the Saturday dead 50 52. Yes. Speaking of that, remember to set your lineups um, on Friday night because Saturday they have four games, three, four games on Saturday. Yeah, um, and the rest yeah. will be on, on Sundays. Uh, let's look at your matchup. Uh, yeah. So even though last week I was rooting for Dak to the future, I am going against them this week. He's uh, streaming quarterback. So he switched over to uh, Mike White this week for the Jets. Um, I don't feel bad about that because I am rolling with Garrett Wilson. Uh, on the Jets. And also, let me see. I think I also might be playing. Yeah, and I'm playing uh, uh, Knight for the Jets as well. So the Jets do good, you know. That's not necessarily a bad thing. I definitely think having Wilson, there's no way I wouldn't play him. I'm hoping that every single uh, touchdown that White throws will be to him. (laughs) (laughs) Or, Or even every single pass. So I'm okay with sharing those points. I think it's a way to at least try to mitigate, you know, if the quarterback throws up too many points, hopefully it also means that my wide receiver does it. And so they kind of can cancel each other out. I look at his roster. There are definitely some scary people on it. So they could definitely have a bomb week. Um, and again, I mean, you got St. Brown good. on the other side on his team. So in that same yeah. game, right? The Jets game. So, oh, yeah, yeah, that's right. So, yeah, I'm hoping that the Jets actually do good. Keep running the ball, Jets. And then when you do throw a touchdown, throw it to Wilson. Keep St. Brown off the field. <laughs> you so guys that, have a lot of that game, that game I will be watching very closely. Yeah, and then the Minnesota and um, Colts game, he has Taylor and you have Cousins. Yeah. And then you have Thielen as well that you're playing. And then, and then at least right got, now, unless you change it. He's got Everett um, on the Chargers, and I got Mike Williams. Uh, we <laughs> yeah. Have, yeah, you guys we, are like really matched up with these. Uh, we have a that's lot. That's interesting. Of, yeah, so a lot of the games, you're each going to have someone, and you're going to be like rooting for them not to do well, and while you have other people on the other teams to do well. So that's pretty interesting. Yeah. That make that's kind of makes it fun when you have when it's like that in a, um, a week, I think, because then you really like engaged in those different games. Yeah. And it gets scary because to me, then I start looking at like game script, right? It's like, what do you think is going to happen? And it like, oh, well, they might, you know, Mike Williams might be double covered. So they start throwing it to the tight end. All right. Well, maybe you don't play him as, you know, it's, you really start can getting into some crazy scenarios, but. It's going to be interesting because like if Taylor does do well right and they run the ball a lot which indy's going to because they just don't have a quarterback that means that there's gonna be a lot more throwing on the minnesota side right because they do run the ball but they also like to throw the ball gonna kind of be a back and forth if you if you look at like stacks like i know you have the stack on your team but say if you have a stack and 
like for instance on his team he has mike white and you have garrett wilson i mean do you guys like playing those matchups like hey i'm if you know what if he's going to play that quarterback i'm going to play this wide receiver because either way points should kind of trump each other a little bit you know it's obviously different positions but they're going to be similar assuming that's the receiver they're throwing to of course right i do i love it i love to do it personally uh, I wouldn't say Wilson, even if I felt like I had a oh, stronger no. wide receiver on the bench, I wouldn't, I would still play him because I, I feel like I'm mitigating the risk. Like if white just goes off crazy and throws five touchdowns in one night, well, I'm hoping that, you know, a lot of those would be to, to Wilson. So, or I at least have a have a chance that it could be because if i don't play wilson then you're just you're just out of that and if mike white has a bad game well my my wide receiver might have could still have a good one depending on the receptions but if he has a bad one too i'd rather his quarterback have a bad game and my one wide receiver have one than to than to go the other way around um we'll touch on the the on the on the loser bracket real quick um well, I got a bye week on that bracket, so that's exciting. You got a bye week, guaranteed. So not I'm lot. also on a vacay this week, just doing whatever I want. Gonna and you're nice. Some of the hair salon on Saturday, do some wrap up my <laughs> Christmas shopping. <laughs> and you're guaranteed not to have a uh, be last place, which is nice. So even though you're in the fat lot, the bottom bracket, you're not in the last place because yeah. I feel like next week, next year, I want to implement some punishment for being in last place. No, we do you have, have that to wear license to the, plate. I'm thinking something you have to wear to the draft. I'm thinking we may make something that you have to wear to the draft. That would be good. I think. Well, Kay and Hasmanians can help us with that. We can give her some money <laughs> and she can make us a shirt that somebody has to wear if everybody I'm agrees like a, I'm to thinking it. A, I'm thinking, I'm feeling like. Or a, Nicole, because she's be having experience making Steve a shirt. Minshew Minions, get ready. Sure. I'm feeling like a cape or something. Or a crown. I don't know. Something. Like a big, big poop big poop symbol you have to wear on your head i don't know no i don't we'll think like of that well it's gonna something's gonna happen it's, it's gonna be it's gonna be something week. embarrassing it can't be something fun can't be a shirt that's not, yeah that's not enough uh real quick mention minions bald eagle uh i saw mention minions picked up trevor lawrence i think he made like another six eight moves this week so i don't know how many he's at now but <laughs> definitely <laughs> but over 100 that was his goal i think <laughs> Uh, he set the record for that, and I think he's going to keep that forever because I don't think anybody will ever get close to that. The question is, does he, does Minshew Minions have anyone in their original draft, or is everyone a brand-new player? That was what say, I was I curious like... about. I feel like Please. a couple is. like, There's no yeah. way Nick Chubb's not original. There's no or way Joe Mixon isn't or CeeDee Lamb. Yeah, I think the rest of them could all be new, mm-hmm. but I think okay. those three are probably original. I don't see how they wouldn't be. It looked like it was working for a little while, but yeah, I think he got. I think it got a little too much of playing the playing the matchups, and then instead of confidence in the player, you know, eventually coming around, especially with rookies. Um, I know rookies are easy to get away from early in the season, but historically, the ha- second half of the season, these these high end. I'm not saying every rookie. I'm saying high end draft rookies that got drafted in the NFL um at like you know first round second round those those guys tend to perform toward the end of the season so if you drop them early a lot of times you're going to miss out they're they're going to come around and they're going to start they're going to kind of like learn you know game script and stuff like that routes like what you know mesh with their quarterback stuff like that so mess with mesh with their team in general right so you gotta remember they're coming from college going to pros so yeah 
they tend to develop as the, the league goes on. So then they start show, showcasing their talents. They're pretty close to matched up as far as like the outcome. Um, you know, 120 projected to 115 projected. So I think it's going to be a battle to the end for both of them as well. And then it looks like whoever loses those will play against each other for the last position. So whoever wins out of Bald Eagle and mention, or whoever loses from Bald Eagle mention minions, and whoever loses against Swood Chubbs and one to a hill, they will go to the very last playing for 11th place. And then we'll find out who the next week, we'll find out who the last place of the, of the league is. And right now, uh, because one two hill still has Kyler in his, his in his roster, it's a heavy favorite toward switch ups. If you're listening, pick up quarterback, <laughs> stream one, somebody Mayfield. Uh, if he's anyone. on there, <laughs> yeah, Rams the savior of the Rams. Him. Yeah, <laughs> I think his, his fantasy points were only like 12 or something. Oh, okay, like, I don't think fantasy wise he came around. Gotcha. <laughs> so that's the matchups this week. You know, you know, good luck to everyone on their on your matchups. Darren, good luck. Yeah, thank you. Good luck to you too. Hey, you know, yeah, if we end up winning out the next two matches, we'll see each other in the championship yep. game. So <laughs> yep. that would that how epic would that be? That would be pretty cool. And then I would beat you because I put up 170 <laughs> points. <laughs> and you put up one and you get up 140. <laughs> but then sometimes I put up 100 points so it right. just kind of <laughs> i want to talk about last minute pickups so picking up people um with like obviously by weeks around or over now and you're starting to see people come on uh you know people are starting to become a little healthier because they've they've set and they rested um people coming back so when you are picking up people are you looking at strength of schedule out toward the end to the end of the playoffs like even last week, I guess you could say. Do you guys do you guys look at that? Like when you look at, do you look at that individual person's strength of schedule, who they're playing against? No, I don't. I just look at projection that week. Yes, and okay. the person, obviously the player. Like, are they consistently good? Do I know them? Am I familiar with them? And I'm also funny, which is probably why I'm not in the playoffs. <laughs> because I will not usually draft people or even pick up people if I don't like the team. So, like, if I don't want to watch a game, I'm not going to pick up that player because yeah, I don't want to do watch that. that game. So, you can yeah. just turn the TV off. You don't have to Well, look. you know, I'd like to watch who I play, <laughs> though, because that's part of the enjoyment is seeing them get points. So there are certain teams that I have never probably had players on. I probably never will because I don't want to watch them. <laughs> now, that's not a good strategy by any means. But so, <laughs> so to answer your question, I just usually look at that week, Ben. Okay. Um, it's a combination of both. It, it depends on what you're looking for. I know I picked up, I think like three or four people this past week and a few I picked up saying they might be able to start this week and one or two, I wasn't even looking at the strength schedule. I was like, this is a backup who, you know, if the starter gets hurt, will just be the guy. Um, you I'm taking a real big gamble on that, but really it's all about who you can start. And then who could potentially start and anybody who's like dead weight where it's like you're waiting through the year to see if they're going to blow up or they're coming off injury, like all of that's gone out the window. It's who can help me now. And if I already have everybody who can help me now, who has the biggest potential to maybe help me in the future if something happens. 
I like to also take the handcuff from the t- the person I'm playing against, especially in the playoffs. Like if I know somebody's questionable on their team, say they're if they're questionable, questionable, oh yeah, like take the backup and then set That's them on my bench. And now if it comes game time and that person's out, I have the backup. I know they can't go get them. Yeah, so it's just a strategy, but it doesn't. All, you can't always do it because we don't have deep, super deep benches. But you know, if you get to just take one player away from them, that could be huge. Before we wrap it up which we're pretty much done with everything as far as the week. I wanted to ask you guys a question. Looking back at the draft um, and how your team performed this year and like your injuries, your kind of like where you struggled, that kind of stuff. What would you have done? And I'm not actually asking for player names, but what would you have done differently in the draft? I feel like, I would have went for instead of the typical thing like okay this round I need a running back or this round I need a wide receiver and making sure I had that depth I would have probably went for either tight ends that you know are going to be consistent like a Kelsey or something sooner or a, a quarterback like top three to five quarterback really early on and just take that risk so you know that those points are consistent. Oh, this is interesting. I'm looking at all the people that I draft, and uh, there's, I definitely didn't make nearly as many changes as Mitch Minions did. I have <laughs> a lot of the same people. Um, I think the only thing, really, that I can see that maybe I should have considered more is the changes from season to season, like um, what the competition might look like going forward you know because like if you have like a breakout wide receiver or something well okay then a lot more people have tape on them so they're they might not be as good in their fourth year or something like that um we're just paying more closer attention to who the quarterback is i know like i was looking at matthew stafford but going into the year it was really questionable about his arm and things like that so really getting down into the details it that's the hard part though when you're doing it because you're in the draft and you only have two minutes and you have you know a few people you want to pick from on this round and then they're gone and it's like oh i want to do this one but it's like how deep did you get into that person? Cause every single one of these decisions, there's a lot of information that you can take into, to figuring that out. So I wouldn't change a ton, but it has been very interesting seeing who who's breaking out this year and how some of these teams are winning with the quarterbacks, putting up a crazy amount of points uh, like Southern Sassafras with the tight ends. I mean, you had a few who do amazing and they, or winning games for people versus the inconsistency that you have from the, from four down, you know, my usual answer, not, not a straight one, but <laughs> yeah, gotcha. what about you, my homeboys? I think I would have done two things differently. The first thing I would have done is I would have took the best player available um, versus like Southern Sassafras mentioned like the position. So instead of saying, I have to have a wide receiver here, I would have took like, okay, but if there was a, a quarterback that ranked higher, maybe I go for that person. Uh, I think I would have trusted the rankings a little bit more um, instead of my own kind of, because it seems like when people auto draft, they tend to do pretty good. Um, maybe not right away, but that kind of comes around. Uh, so I think that I would probably trust that a little more and maybe not stack as heavy 
to, hey, I have to have whatever, four rounds of running backs before I even start looking at a tight end or whatever, right? So I kind of get that methodical mindset when I'm in the draft. And then what happens is is that the people that I would have picked in that position get picked. So now I'm just scrambling to pick the next available running back. Well, maybe that's not the best person that I should have picked up, if that makes sense. And then the second thing what I would have done is I would have bought, I would have later on in the draft, I would have drafted for more potential upside than consistency. Like those bench spots, stop drafting for like a person that's going to get you 10 points to 12 points every game. Like why not go for somebody that might be a boomer bust? Um, so then you can kind of see, you know, how they play out, you know, kind of like that. I think, I think I would have done those two things differently in the draft. I also just thought of one thing. Pay attention to the amount of people you're drafting for bye weeks because for some reason in the moment I drafted almost a whole team, like four or five players, and I did this in both of my leagues. And then, of course, when that bye week came, I had multiple players out. So that really um, was kind of hindsight for me for next year going in. I think the, I think the draft card does that to you, right? Like Because after you get the draft card, you're like, crap i have eight people on bye week in this one week what is going i didn't even realize that i had that you know sometimes if they're not on the same team but they have the same bye week that kind of throws you off i will say though looking at my original draft team and the team that i have now guess how many players are original on my team four yes four oh wow (laughs) only four people made it through so, and mine. one is like inched reserve and one I'm pretty sure I dropped and then picked up again on waiver when I needed a tight end. So I thought that that was interesting. So I had a lot more either trades or uh, drops or changes in my team than I thought I did kind of looking back. Yeah, I think I'm about 11 out of 16 or still original, which is kind of crazy, honestly, but not terrible. All right. Well, thank you for, you know, giving some feedback on how you do your draft differently. I made notes of it so that I can utilize your strategies next year when I hit the auto draft button. <laughs> well, just remember, so, I didn't make the playoffs this year, so be wary with using my strategies. <laughs> just going, I'm just going auto draft. I'm not going to set my lineup the entire year. That's my goal. That's fair. <laughs> <laughs> Well, let's look at where Sweet Chubs is 11. Speaking of 12. that, uh, yeah, we're so portal you brought some information yeah absolutely so what i was looking at was what our draft grades were kind of ranked you know one through 12 that we actually got on draft day and then looking at where we currently sit right before the playoffs who made the playoffs and who did it it's interesting um this kind of actually shows that drafts matter a lot but not a hundred percent okay so who's in the playoffs the top four draft grades are in the playoffs so four out of the six people uh who were ranked one through four from yahoo on draft day they made the playoffs that is girls rule which got it the highest grade in drafts and also has obviously been kicking butt my homeboys came in number two he's currently ranked four and he's in the playoffs back to the future Ranked third, and he is currently third. So interesting there. Uh, I came in fourth. I'm currently in sixth place as far as sixth in the draft. Fourth is where I was drafted. So we have the opposite then coming in after that. You got Swoo Chubbs and 
Bald Eagle coming at 12th and 11th place currently, and they were 5th and 6th. The two biggest moves up was I Pity the Fool, who was ranked 7th in the draft and is currently ranked number 2, and cruising with a with a bye week this week, and original RBD, who was ranked 10th on draft day and is currently ranked 5th. Yeah, that's impressive. So those two definitely made the biggest jumps forward. You know, that's showing it's not all about your draft. Your draft can certainly help you get there. And I think two Sue Chubb's body kind of shows you that even if your draft is good, like they're right in the middle of the pack. But if you don't do moves, if you don't, you know, play the players, then you can easily fall to last without you know, if you just want to just set it and forget it, it's not going to work. Yeah, I would be curious how many moves each team has besides Steve. We know it's like a thousand. I was going to say how many people had, how many moves they had for what the position they were at. And just like, does that play into it, right? Like how many, how many moves that we know that um, Benjamin's had quite a, quite a few moves. So, right. Yeah. But like he also I, had a really like bad I, draft great so is that why he made so many moves to start with and then it right. just kind of spiraled the worst, from there right he had the worst uh draft grade and currently sitting at 10 but i know at some point he was at least you know eighth seventh he was somewhere up there in the middle fighting for it um uh, girls rule 26 moves she's in first place right i pity the fool only had 15 moves she's in second place so she really didn't have to move a lot of stuff knn who's in eighth place she had one move she kind of just stuck with her roster and mm-hmm. said, I'm just going to play wherever I need yeah. to play to get eighth without any moves is, I mean, it's obviously not ideal, right? To, you should right. definitely should pick people up and stuff like that to cover bye weeks, but she still came in eighth place with one move. So Chubbs, 12th place. We don't even talk about that one. Uh, Mortal <laughs> Kombat, you had 22 moves. I had 33 moves. So there's Asperath 42. Dak had 35. So we're all kind of in the same RBD had 47 moves, so that's part of why he moved up. But you can see that it had opposite effect for Minshew, right? 101 moves, and he's sitting toward the bottom. Just because you can make a move doesn't mean you should make a move. Is, right. is I guess, the moral of the story. Yeah, and I would also say, too, you know, even though Girls Rule had the best grade and is currently number one, she still made 26 moves. Like, she wasn't just sitting there coasting the whole time. Right. Yeah, she had, to, she had to make moves to continue to stay winning. And a lot of the wins were by, you know, some of them were by his large margins, but there were some that she just scraped out too. There were some so, close ones. Yeah, there's some ones that she she almost lost. Uh, so it just shows you that, yes, draft does matter, but, you know, staying with it and making the moves and also put the people in the right positions at the right time. That's, yep. that's a tough, that's the hardest part, right? If we all knew how to do that, then it would <laughs> right. be ridiculous. <laughs> You'd all be champions. Yeah. Right. Well, Thank you for the, it's kind of an extended version of the podcast this week, but a lot of fun stuff going on. We just wanted to get together and talk about it. Next week, we'll we'll find out who is going to be in the quarterfinals. Isn't quarterfinals this week? Yeah, Mm -hmm. so quarterfinals next week. And then we're right around the corner from the championship. So stay tuned. It's going to be exciting. Enjoy your bye week this week, Sassafras, and not having to care at all, like on Saturday when we're all pulling our hair out. Semifinals next week. Oh, semifinals next week. Okay. And we will talk to you guys next week. Bye.